Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Serendipity. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us tonight. Well, thank you for having me. So tell me and my listeners a little bit more about yourself. Well, um, (laughs) I'm boring, actually. I'm I'm an English professor by trade. I I went to school and uh, I taught public school for a little while, but I'm an English professor by trade. Always wanted to write, always been a very avid reader from um, early childhood. Um, And so nothing really fancy or, you know, exciting. I don't, you know, uh, hot wire cars for a living or anything (laughs) like that. But, um, but uh, I'm definitely um, excited to talk to you about my book. And um, I, uh, let me see, uh, something interesting. Oh, well, I'm a mother, and I Aww. usually write with a three-year-old sitting on my back. That's her favorite place to be. So that's interesting. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
Well, uh, like most mothers, and I'm sure my mama did, make it work. Um, you have to. But I don't think you being an English professor is boring. I don't think you um, writing and loving to read is boring. Um, kind of sound like me in a sense. So. Well, they always, you know, they say, oh, you're an English teacher. I hated English. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> well, well, maybe I'm a nerd. Great, I don't you know because I always liked it. That was the one subject. I I've always loved it. Now, if you put a yeah. equation in front of me, we have we have problems. There's going to be a situation. I hate right. counting. I hate math. I hate numbers. But if you put a book <laughs> in front of me, I will have it read by the end of the day. It doesn't matter the length. If you just give me a book and you let me sit by myself, I will finish it. That's me. That's me. If you just leave me alone and let me read them. <laughs> oh. But congratulations on your new uh, self-publishing company, Divine Legacy Publishing. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited about where it's going and the um, direction that it's taking. It actually wasn't a self-publishing company to start with. It, um, It was supposed to be a traditional publishing company that I was going to publish myself under, and then mm-hmm. take on other authors, and I fell in love with self-publishing and the freedom that it gives you, and, you know, you're right. your own boss, you do your own thing. And so when I, I started getting people approaching me about um, coming under my publishing company, I was torn because I didn't want to do to others what I didn't want done to me. You know, traditional publishing companies can take up to 90% of your royalties. You have to abide by their rules. You have to abide by their deadlines. And I'm just a nonconformist. I've always been a nonconformist. It's kind of my thing. And so when people started approaching me, I, I was like, well, maybe I'll just keep it for myself and I won't, you know, I won't do that. And, uh, I'm also an editor. And a woman that okay. I was editing for asked mm-hmm. me um, for some help. She was she had book and she had edited. I had edited for her. She had done the changes. We were working on the revisions. And a publishing company had approached her, but they mm-hmm. were saying that she was going to be self-published, but she still had to pay them thirty five hundred dollars. And it bothered me because that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Right. So I um I told her Sounds you know like don't a vanity publisher um, exactly and exactly and I I'm not a, a huge fan of of such uh, publishing companies and they were still going to take a percentage of her royalties okay, and I was like so yeah, that's no. just yeah no. no that's just not how any of this works but of course being a first time author you know she wasn't aware of how self publishing even works right. and so um. I said, let me walk you through it. Let me help you. I had another friend who um, had contacted me, a friend from high school, and she Mm -hmm. asked me the same thing. And then I did a book fair. And I was a a keynote speaker at the book fair about editing. And they asked, and everybody on the panel was also a published author. And they asked Mm -hmm. us, you know, would you, if you got picked up by, say, one of the larger publishing companies, would you go to a publishing company with your book? And my immediate thought was, no, no, I won't. 
I don't want to hand this over to someone. I may never be famous, and, you know, that's the hope, but (laughs) I may never be famous, but I want to do it on my own terms. And so all of that kind of catapulted in December into I'm going to take Divine Legacy and make it a self-publishing company, and I'm going to guide people in the the steps of self-publishing, creating an author brand, marketing yourself, and that's what it, it turned into. Wow, well, congratulations. That's a big deal. Um, Thank you. You know, I agree with you on regular vanity publishers now. I, um, as a author and service provider, offer uh, self-publishing services for other people, and I take a fee up front. I don't touch royalties. I don't want your royalties. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What they make is theirs. Um, and I sent, make sure that it's set up to go directly into their bank account. I, exactly. I don't believe in messing with other people's money. I don't like Mm-mm. it. Um, so, you know, it's nice to see somebody else who feels the way I do. Um, yeah, I don't I don't want to touch anybody's money. I want to help them make it. <laughs> I'd like to see other people successful. You know, it, it hasn't always been an easy road, you know, the reason why I even picked up my book in the first place, I started writing the um, Ember's Flame, I started writing that book in 2008. Oh, wow. I was in grad school, and I had the winter off, and I was sitting on the couch next to my husband, and I looked at him, and I said, I think I'm going to write a book. And he looked at me, and he was like, right now? And I was like, I mean, yes, well, yes, I'm going to start tonight. And he was like, just like that? And I was like, okay, because he's a New Yorker, so, you know, they have that deadpan kind of Uh humor to them. And I was like, yeah, right now. And he was like, okay, go for it. And I started writing over winter break, went back to um, spring semester and got tied up in my thesis. And when you're an English student, your thesis is very long. Everything, (laughs) yes. Yes, yes. And so I couldn't write a thesis and a book at the same time. It's basically two books. So I put the book down, finished my thesis, graduated, got a job right out of college, but it was an hour and 15 minutes away, one way. Oh, wow. And so I was traveling. I was teaching at two different schools, eight classes. And I just, there was no way that I was going to, you know, anywhere from 25 to 30 students in each class, there was no way I was going to do that book. And you know, live and teach. <laughs> and so, so after that, it has been a long time coming. It really, wow. really has. It really has. Then I had a full-time job. Then I was pregnant. Then I had my daughter. And then, you know, I was a new mother. And right. uh, I found out on December 16th of uh, 2015 that they were closing the college that I taught for online. Oh, wow. They were closing all the North American campuses, and so I was, in effect, losing my job. And I was like, well, this is uncomfortable. And um, I looked at my husband again, poor man. I just take him through so much. <laughs> I said, I'm going to go ahead and finish my book now. And he was like, what book? And I was like, exactly. That's ridiculous. I need to go ahead and finish it. And so I did, and I published it on my 35th birthday in August. Well, happy belated birthday. Thank um, you. <laughs> August 27th, that was actually my late grandmother's birthday. 
Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So tell us, first of all, I want to know, how did you come up with the pen name Serendipity? What, what okay, made so you be ready for another nerd name? moment. It's my favorite hey, word. I'm a curvy, nerdy girl, and I love it. So hey. <laughs> I like that curvy, nerdy. That's me, too. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite word. I just it's something mm-hmm. about that word. I'm a nerd, and I I always I've always liked the word. I like the concept of it. It's mm-hmm. um it's like kismet. It's like you know something that's gonna happen. It's meant to happen. It's serendipity. Right. And so true. when I decided to come up, when I decided to write under a pen name because mm-hmm. my real name is Amanda Chambers, and mm-hmm. I I was still in the in I'm still in the education field as well. And so right. I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't write erotica under my real name. So, yeah. And so I was like, I have to come up with a pen name. And that was the first thing that came to my mind because it's my favorite word. I like that. Thank I you. I really like that. Um, I'm kind of the same way <laughs> when it comes to based on what I write because I write several different genres. Wow. It's amazing how, since I've been doing this show, I've met several twin souls that I didn't know I had. I'm like, wow, wait a minute. It's good to know that there's more of us out there because it's (laughs) like, you know, like I said, when I tell people, oh, they're like, oh, you you teach English? And it's kind of like they have that kind of edge in their voice, like you do that on purpose. And I'm like, yeah, right. I do that on purpose. <laughs> like, yeah, I do it and I like it. What, what, my, what of it? You know. So, um, and I love your characters. First of all, I love the book title, Ember's Flame. And I love the fact that her name is Ember. I like that. That's that's hot. That's kind of. You know, it's like it's spicy yet whimsical and romantic mm-hmm. at the same time. And I, I chose it because when you have a, a fire going and it uh-huh. dies down and it kind of goes cold, all you have to do is stoke the embers, exactly. wake them back up. And that's kind of what happened to her in the book. Oh. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't wait to get my copies. <laughs> Review copies are always nice But yeah, I'll get my copy if necessary And then uh, her, her love interest, his name is Cole And you have Cole's fire And I'm thinking about, embers. like, yeah that's, that's exactly what I was thinking about I'm like, yeah And it's set right here in the place I love North Carolina uh, Yeah. That makes me smile. Um, I see that you lived here in North Carolina for for a while. Um, 20 years. Oh, wow. 20 years. I miss home. I haven't been back to North Carolina since September of 2015, and I miss it. Okay. It's time to come visit home. It okay. is. It is. I, um, I was born in Baltimore, <laughs> and I lived there until okay. I was a teenager. And then my mother decided that um, Maryland wasn't, you know, Baltimore. You know, it's not the, right. the best city in the world. Kind of rough. <laughs> so 
Um, she didn't like who I was hanging out with and, you know, some of the stuff I was getting into. So she moved me to a very small town in North Carolina, Jacksonville. Ooh, and Jacksonville she... is about the size of my, um, the tip of my pinky. And <laughs> it's only that big because there's a military base. And it was definitely okay. a slower life. And she made the right choice. She made the right choice. I stopped getting in trouble. I started getting good grades by the time I graduated. I mean, I've, I've always got the little attitude and the edge to me. Anybody that grew up with me, <laughs> any of my high school right. friends that still talk to me and we're still friends, they, they'll tell you I was I was still interesting in high school. But um, I definitely calmed down and I found my niche and I just I went from there. And uh, and so it was definitely the right choice, definitely. But I, I got down to Jacksonville and I was like, there are no buses. How do people get places? But what, what's happening here? There's, there's no mall. There was this really rinky-dink mall, and it was like it could fit inside of some of the stores in the malls in, in Baltimore. And I was like, this is right. just unacceptable. What has happened here? This is not – I don't like this. And But it was you the right choice. Right. <laughs> but you got me it's cracking the, up because you reminded it was me the so right much choice. Marshville, North Carolina. The home yeah. of Randy Travis, and it's about yes. as big as so yeah, um, yeah. And I've I've been to some smaller towns since. I have a um, a line sister who is from Gumberry, North Carolina. That's a real place. And uh, and so I <laughs> I went home with her. Now, and I was like, never even heard of that. Yeah, <laughs> I was like Gumberry. You say, oh okay, this is this is I'm in a story, right? Somebody I'm being punked. This is a place. Oh, okay. But it's really nice town, really nice people, good people. So, you know, small town people are always, you know, typically nice. Typically and nice, so, yeah. Yeah, but it it gave me a balance because I definitely still have the grit of being a northerner. And if you come up right. on me the wrong way, situations will occur. But I, I've calmed down quite a bit. I've got that southern charm to me now. So a good combination. Aww. And I will tell somebody, bless your heart, so quick. Bless your heart, bless it. Bless your heart, bless it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, yeah. So tell us some more about Ember's Flame, because I'm just, I'm just looking at the media kit and just grinning like, oh yeah. <laughs> so Ember's Flame um, is based on a. a uh, um, the main character Ember, she mm-hmm. is in a male-dominated industry uh, advertising, mm-hmm. and her goal by the time she hits thirty is to um, own her own advertising company. And mm-hmm. so she's in one of the top firms in North Carolina, and uh, the boss, his name is Cole Bainbridge, and he is eternally sexy it's just everything about that man is sexy and she has you know the hots for him but she won't even entertain the thought of acting on it because she doesn't want to get caught up in a male-dominated industry sleeping with the boss good choice um one night they're working late and she successfully for years avoided you know working one-on-one with him but they get a, a client that requires her as a senior ad exec and him as the owner and, you know, the president to work together. Right. They have a little bit of an encounter 
um, that night, she runs off and then comes back to work after a holiday to find out that the um, the client that they were working on together, which was a uh, black-owned cruise ship, mm-hmm. uh, has invited them on a seven-day cruise to experience what they're supposed to be, you know, coming up with ads for. Wow. And so they end up on a seven-day Caribbean cruise together, and all kind of things ensue. <laughs> well, don't tell us anymore, because now I'm ready to get my glass of wine and curl up with this book. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yep. Wow. That's, um, I felt the heat on that one, because, you know... <laughs> And, the um, nerdy girl that likes to read sexy books and me just started smiling. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And um, the thing that I, as a reader, would personally like about my books and the reason why I, I did this this way, as mm-hmm. you go through the book, you will meet other characters. And mm-hmm. those other characters will then get their own books. Okay. So, so they'll all waiting. be connected. All right, we're waiting, Miss Serendipity. <laughs> we're waiting on the next book. But, I know. Um, I know. Yeah, I intended to put it out a lot sooner than it, it, it is going to go out, but uh, it when got the out when publishing it company it exploded, out. I was like, oh, boy. Uh, okay, right. we're going to have to put some things on hold rearrange some things, but it is coming. It is coming and it's coming during the first half of this year. So Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um I love this review and it says I've been reading African American romance lit in erotica for almost fifteen years and serendipity is one of the best I've ever encountered. Ember's flame has romance, humor, passion and thrill from cover to cover. The characters are relatable and their passionate encounters leave nothing to desire but more desire. Look out Zane and Eric Jerome Dickey because serendipity has arrived and I swear to God she better not ever leave. Yes, <laughs> Michelle F. Yes. I know. I haven't even read it yet and I'm kind of agreeing with you. Yeah, I'm I'm looking for more. And I haven't read this book yet, you know. That says well, it's a lot. definitely coming, and I have the outlines for um, okay. about 40 more books. So I don't plan on going anywhere Ooh. either. All right. Hey. <laughs> I was going to say what's next, but I guess we know. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is definitely what I want to do. Um, when I was growing up, my mother and my grandmother, um, mm-hmm. you know, my, of course, my mother raised me, and my grandmother um, was a really huge um, part of my life. And right. both of them were avid readers, and they also taught me that anything that I want to do, I'm capable of doing it. Right. And uh, that's actually what the the name of my publishing company came from. My grandmother used to always tell me I was her divine legacy. I carry her middle name. Oh. She was Dolores Marie, Amanda Marie. And she said that once, you know, I got older, I would need to pass down a legacy, and it needed to be as divine as the one that she passed down to me. And now I do have a daughter, wow. and I do need to pass down this, this divine legacy. 
And so that's where the name of the publishing company came from. Wow, wow, wow. And I'm wowing for more reasons than you think. Your grandmother's name is my mother's name. Really? Really. Wow. Dolores Marie. Yeah, Dolores Marie. And she was so funny. She would always, because we had the same middle name, she would, you know, Mm -hmm. she called me Amanda Marie. Yes, Dolores Uh Marie. (laughs) That's funny. Wow. Oh. Yeah. I, she'd be very proud of me. That's one of the regrets that I have is I didn't put out the book before she passed away. Uh, she died when I was 30. And uh, she did get to see me graduate from my, getting my master's, and I had been enrolled in a, a doctoral program before she left us. So she did see me doing well. But um, she was a writer herself. She never got published, but she wrote, and she was one of the um, people who inspired me to write. And so I would have loved for her to see me be a published author. And I do plan on going back and getting her stories and reworking them and publishing them for her because she deserves to be published. So, Oh, that would be awesome. And I'm sure she's proud of you and looking down and smiling upon you. Um, I sure hope so. I I really, truly believe that... um, Wow, that's just, that's epic, though. You know, it's like, it re- it makes totally sense. I'm going to It totally makes sense now. <laughs> it's been a long day. But yes, totally I, believe me, I, I've had a three-year-old sitting on my back all day. That's her favorite oh, place to be. When we're sitting still, which is not, you know, frequent anyway, she's three. So. Right. <laughs> But um, when she is sitting still, she's typically sitting somewhere on me, her favorite place. She likes to sit on my husband, too, but I'm I'm her favorite chair. Okay. <laughs> wow. So I do want to ask you some of your questions um, that are attached to your mediating. You've got one of the most um, professional media kids I've ever seen. I like that. I like oh, your well, brand. Thank you. Thank You're you. Um, why did you choose erotica? So, when I was growing up, I had a very open mother. She, uh-huh. you know, she wasn't one of those moms that's like, oh, don't have sex, don't talk to me about sex. We're, there is no sex. She was kind of the opposite, which actually, in my case, worked in my favor because while everybody else was out there sneaking around and doing stuff that they weren't necessarily supposed to be doing, I was like, yeah, it's not that exciting, guys. It's, you know, just sex. So, you know, (laughs) I mean, my mom is, you know, she told me all about it. And so, you know, her being open with me made it no big deal. In a, in a, it, while it was a huge deal to my friends who, you know, they were always, like, sneaking and talking and, oh, did you hear this? And I was like, yeah, that's not true. My mama told me what it really is. <laughs> so, okay, you know, it, yeah. so I'm no stranger to it, and I've always been very comfortable um, with it. And so 
when I started writing, I just, I don't like the stigma on it. You know, it's always like, oh, erotica, it's for dirty people, and it's not. It's not at all. It's not. And, you know, there are some people who wait till marriage, and I, more power to them. them. I totally respect it. Not I said the brown bear, but I get it. Um, and so I, I, I like writing what I consider to be real characters. Right. And so life. the reality is that nine times out of ten, folks are going to sleep together before marriage. Now, my characters, because I'm a romantic at heart and I love romance, okay. they end up together. So it's, a, it's an erotic okay. romance. But exactly. it, it still involves the erotic part. <laughs> hey. As long as they hit happily ever after, that's all that matters to me. Oh, they definitely <laughs> hit happily ever after. And, um, and as an editor, I would like to ask you, from editor to editor who also writes, how did you select your editor? My editor is one of the best friends that I've ever had in my life. I met her in grad school, and when I needed an editor, I went to her and I said, will you edit my book? Mm -hmm. Because, one, she's my best friend, but she's not the best friend that will kind of blow smoke at you like, oh, this Mm -hmm. is great, you're my best friend. She's not, no. mm -mm. She will tell me, she sent stuff back to me and said, right, she sent back stuff and said, what is this? What, What were you doing here? We need to fix this. Tell me what you were trying to do, <laughs> and we'll fix it. Or I'll send her a concept, and she'll go, eh, "I don't know. We need to, you know, we need to we need to tweak this a little bit." And so she's she's honest with me, and that's what I if I didn't have her in the first place. Um, and she's got just as many English degrees as I do, so there's that as well. Okay. Um. But I, um, if I was to choose an editor outside of Anitra, her name is Anitra, by the way. I guess I should have said that. (laughs) But shout um, out to Anitra. Shout out to Anitra for real. But um, if I didn't have Anitra, what I would look for in an editor is someone with um, a couple of things: the credentials. You know, either you've been doing this for years or you have a degree in English or you have some kind of proof that you're good at this because I've seen editors who don't have anything and then I've seen authors get back basically the same thing they sent. Right. And I'm like, that, that's not how this works. I see it every day. Um, a lot of times I play misfix it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's. You know, then you you have to go. You end up having to go to a uh, a more uh, experienced editor anyway, and so you've now spent double what you would have spent. Absolutely. And I also look for kind of a personality mesh and someone who will tell me the truth. I'm the type of author that I'd rather you rip it apart and tell me this mm-hmm. needs to be fixed. This needs to be fixed. This flip this over here, then. For you to say, oh no, it's good. It's going to be a bestseller, and that's the type of editor I am. And I actually warn my clients, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to I'm going to right. be honest about how it is now, how it can be better, and how it can be its best. Absolutely. And so that that's kind of what I look for in an editor. 
Absolutely. And I just, I'm clapping my hands because I'm just like, yes, somebody who gets me. <laughs> this isn't even about me. And I'm like, yay, somebody gets me. Yay. <laughs> but um, that's just. That's really cool. I think that was really cool that you you kind of, God kind of placed your editor in place before you even had a book. That, that before I even me, started is, reading the book, because right. I met her 10 years ago. So, you know, it. she was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that That's awesome. Um, to have a long-term relationship with the person that you work with who helps you birth your baby to me. Yeah, and she's definitely my my caring section too. You know, there have been times when I'm like, look, dude, I just, I need to step away. And she's like, no, 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 we're going to keep going. (laughs) You're good. (laughs) So, yeah. I think I have that bestie, and I think I am that bestie, um, to a couple of writer friends of mine, so you know, yeah. shout out to everybody Stacey needs one. Yeah, at least one. I may be doubly blessed. I think I have two, but yeah, we definitely all at least need one. Um, so tell me, who are your favorite authors? I'm nosy. Well, when I was younger. Uh, mm-hmm. Sandra Brown was my favorite. Okay. Um, one of my friends in high school's cousin from the Bahamas came over and mm-hmm. went to my high school for a couple of years. And her name's Natasha, and she still lives in the Bahamas, and I still talk to her to this day. So we're talking about this oh. over 20 years ago. Um, but she wow. introduced me to Sandra Brown and gave me a bunch of her books. And wow. so that was my first introduction to romance that wasn't one of the little harlequin readers that I used to steal from my mom and sneak and read. Right. Um, and uh, and so she was my favorite for a long time. Then I discovered um, Brenda Jackson, who kind of does the same kind of uh, serial connecting the books together. I really loved that. I really loved that the the next book that I picked up would give me a glimpse into what was happening with other characters because when you have a good right. book and she's an amazing, amazing I love, writer. I love Brenda yes. Jackson. She's one of love my all time favorites. Yeah. Um, and so you get involved with her characters because she's such an amazing writer. And so it was always yeah. wonderful to go back. I mean, you can go and read some of her new stuff and find out still what's going on with her very first um, book. Better characters and, ever. Yeah. I love right, that. and see the characters, and so I, I love love that. And she's been at it for so long that some of the kids and teenagers that were in her first books are now getting their own books, and I love that, that they've grown yeah. up and they're getting their own books now. Yeah. So definitely yeah. her. And then um, I'm a history nerd as well, and I might have actually uh, majored in history if I wasn't so horrible with the dates. I can give you a decade range of when something happened, but mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. And for the older stuff, I can give you a century. But pinpointing actual mm-hmm. dates and, and stuff like that, that's not my strong point. But I love history. And so I used to read historical novels 
and ro- historical romances, but they were never black romances for obvious reasons. Until hallelujah, here comes Beverly, Beverly Jenkins. Yes. Yes. I love yes, her. Yes, 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 yes. I hope you can hear me clapping my hands. Yes. 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 And so I discovered her one day. My husband and I, when we first got married, we used to take um date to um Barnes and Noble because he's a he's in media. He's a former newspaper reporter and he works for a news station uh-huh. now. And so, you know, writing and reading and stuff was his thing and he's actually a freelance photographer too. So we used to go to um Barnes and Noble, he'd get like a photography magazine or a newspaper or something that interests him and I'd go get a book off the shelf and we'd sit there and read it and drink coffee and stuff. We're very boring couple, very, very boring. Couple. Actually you sound like me and my second husband. <laughs> But it's just crazy. The more I talk, the more I realize how boring we are. I don't think y'all is as boring as you think because me and my um, husband used to do the same thing. So, you know. Yeah, and now we take the baby and, and go. And so she gets a book, I get a book, he gets something. So, but um, I was browsing and I saw the cover. And I was like, that looks like an old-fashioned dress. That's on a black lady. I have questions that need answers. And so I picked it up, and I read the back, and I was like, holy moly, is this real? And so, of course, I go running over to my husband, and I'm like, Stan, Stan, look. And he's like, what? And I'm like, it's a black historical romance. And he goes, all right. Really, I need you to understand to be excited, how exciting like excited, this is. Right. right, I need you to get how monumental this is. And he's like, I don't get it. Like, is it on the plantation? And I was like, no, there were free blacks. Get your life in order. And so, of <laughs> course, he didn't, he didn't share my excitement um, about that, but I have been an avid reader of hers ever since and this was probably this was right after we got married so we're talking about 2007 2008 and i have been an avid reader of hers since oh wow and she actually friended me on facebook and i i kid you not i saw yeah i i she we're friends on facebook and i kid you not when i saw that she accepted my friend request i slid into the floor and had to get myself together. I was like, oh my that's God. That's how I felt when, um, that's exactly how I felt when she, Brenda Jackson, and Terry McMillan all accepted my friend request. It was like, oh, oh my. Yes, I kid you not. Slid right in the floor. And of course, my husband's like, what, what are you doing now? So he thinks I'm such a drama queen. I might be just a little bit. Just a tad. Okay. But I was like, well, this is like, and I tried to, I was like, you know, you're in newspapers and reporting and stuff. I was like, what if Tom Brokaw saved you as a friend on Facebook? And he was like, okay. And I was like, all right, I'm 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 done talking to you. <laughs> like, you're supposed to be excited, dude. What? He's hilarious. He is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> but it's okay. Hi, Stan. <laughs> I'll let him know he's in there keeping the three-year-old busy because if he mm-hmm. wasn't keeping her busy, she'd uh, be in there with doing you. an interview yeah. with me and my tiny assistant. 
So what are your, what is your writing process like? How do you, other than doing it all mommy style with the baby on your back, how do you uh, balance <laughs> career and writing? And, uh... Well, with it, when it comes to writing, I'm a huge fan of outlines, and I think that that just comes from my formal training as an English mm-hmm. teacher. I outline right. everything. I have a lot of things that are coming um, coming up with the uh, publishing company, including a Facebook group that I just launched today called the Writing okay. Chambers. And um, when I was formulating how I was going to run this group, I sat down with a spiral notebook, <laughs> a blue and gold mm-hmm. spiral notebook. Shout out to my sorority, Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. And I, wrote, <laughs> and I wrote out an outline of how I wanted this group to function. I have different themes on different days, like I have Tip Tuesday, um, Hump Day Live, where I go live in the group and I give information and stuff like that. And so I sat down and I wrote an outline for a Facebook group. So that's how focused on outlines I am. And so the first thing I do is I write the plot summary and then I outline my chapters. And that's kind of how the process happens. I, I say what I want to happen in the book, and I have my plot summary, and then I break down the events and the um, the major events in my plot summary into chapters. And I just follow as I write, I follow. And that, like I said, that comes from me teaching the writing process for 112 years. And you know, <laughs> part of the writing process that you teach freshmen is to <laughs> outline their essays. And so that's what I do. Oh wow. Okay. Me, um, I'll write an outline and then not <laughs> You know, a lot of people have actually told me they're like, Yeah, I write outlines and then, you know, I never kinda of look at it again. But even if you don't look, don't at, look it at it again, it again I've you've written fun. it out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um. You can tell I'm getting over a cold because I'm like, um, but um, my sinuses, we live in Florida now, and um, my sinuses are just completely disrespectful, just about as disrespectful as this heat down here that I hate. So, and I was wondering if maybe a trip to Florida would help my sinuses because I'm here in Asheville, North Carolina. I don't know if you've ever been here. Oh, I love Asheville. Okay. Oh, I absolutely love Asheville. I told my husband I wanted to live there, and he was like, I'm not living in the mountains. And I was like, that was rude. You could have been given me a chance so to plead my Everybody case. is so scared. <laughs> so scared of it. They act, like, they act like up on top of the tippy top of the mountain, like you have to climb up the mountain to get home. No. Right, you don't want. You're not scaling the side of a mountain to get home. There's, he's so silly, but he's literally Brooklyn born and bred. So right, it's hard to get the dude out of the you know city and the city out of the dude. So, and my um, best friend who's also from Brooklyn uh, talks all the time about what a small town Asheville is, and I'll say something like. 
Well, you know, Southwest doesn't, I don't think Southwest comes to our airport. I forgot, y'all have an airport? That little city town? I'm like, Asheville is not small. You know, but the small towns are, you know, they have a a charm to them. You know, I'm not sure that I would actually purposefully go back and live in Jacksonville, but it. I still love it. You know, I grew up, you know, I did my teenage years there and there's a charm to it. It's always great to go back and visit. I think I would go a little stir crazy. However, I'm in a not so, so big town in Florida. So I just ended up in a bigger version of Jacksonville. It's just, (laughs) (laughs) so I just, you know, I told my husband one of the only places that I did not want to live was the deep South and Florida. And yet okay. here I am. But <laughs> uh, well, he wouldn't even consider Asheville. That was just rude. Right. And, I mean, he's like, I'm not living in the mountains. Now, granted, he's not a fan of Florida either. We moved here because he got a really good job. So right. he, it wasn't like it was. He, he wanted to live in Florida, and I didn't. He didn't particularly want to either. He's not uh, a fan. He likes to wear uh, blazers and suits and stuff, and the heat is not very conducive to that if you want to, you know, not black out mm-hmm. from a heat stroke. So, Well, yeah. that that makes it better. At least he didn't want to be there any more than you did. <laughs> <laughs> he likes his job. He really likes his job, but right. I think he could take the heat and, and you know, move the heat Thank out of you. here, he would. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. That's cool. Um, so being a full-time mom, a full-time career woman, and a full-time writer and publisher, how do you make time to still have a romantic, have a romance with your husband? I mean, try not to get too personal. But <laughs> well, you just have to make line, time. We're curious. You have okay. to make time. We are down here with no family and friends, and I don't do the whole mm-hmm. care.com or anything. I don't leave my, right. my daughter with just anybody. So my right. mother comes to visit. I have her only grandchild, and so she oh. she was not pleased when uh, we moved 12 and a half hours away. She had some very uh, choice words for my husband. She loves him, but she was not pleased with him. About this Taking thing. the baby. Right. Right, and so um, she comes down to visit every two to three months. And when she comes down to visit, we do date night and stuff like that. But we're really good friends. And so the romance stays because we're friends. And so he'll call me when he's excited about something, something happens at work, or he found out some really interesting information, or he got a – he's also a freelance photographer – so he okay. he gets a photo shoot that he wants or something like that. And the same thing, I tell him when I get excited about stuff, I'll call him at work and bother him because I work from home. I've worked from home since right. Um, right before I had my daughter. And so I'll call him and I'll be like, I know you're at the office, but uh, I have to tell, tell you something <laughs> so you can listen to me. And so, you know, we watch. We have our shows that we watch together. Um, we watch Scandal together. How to Get Away with Murder was a little too much for him. <laughs> he was like, I can't. I'm just, I'm going to walk away now. <laughs> he did that a couple seasons ago. Um, so we have shows that we watch together, and um, I am the reigning Uno champion in this house. Okay. And 
don't let him tell you anything different because he, he really tries to skew <laughs> how many times he has gotten his butt handed to him in Uno. Um, but, you know, we we keep it we keep it alive because we like each other. And now that doesn't mean that there aren't times when he can catch these hands a little bit because he drives me crazy. (laughs) But we're good friends. And so, you know, we, um, we, we keep it alive that way. And, you know, he's married to an erotica writer. So, you know, I'll just leave it at that. You ain't say nothing. I don't already know nothing about. So hey, but um, seriously, um, one of the best things you said is that you all are friends, and see that is so important in any relationship. Um, and that's one of the main ways to keep a relationship alive is the friendship has to be there. Um, yeah, and was... we know each other pretty well too. We were one of those couples that kind of did it the wrong way and <laughs> moved in with each other almost immediately after we started dating. I was away mm-hmm. at school, and we lived about an hour and fifteen minutes apart when we first started dating. A couple months into the relationship, I graduated, and so mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, I guess I'll just hang out down here in Greenville." And he was like, "Well, why don't you just come up here and move in with me?" And I was like, "Should we be?" moving in with each other and he was like yeah no it'll be fine (laughs) so I've lived with him for almost 12 years and we'll celebrate our 10 year anniversary in October and so you know you live with this dude and for all this time and I I can only think of a handful of times where he's had like something that's taken him out of town or something like that so you know all those nights all those days and I know him, he knows me very well, I know him very well. And so I guess you would think that we'd be like, oh, we're so in tune with each other, and when he's upset I say, oh, dear, what's wrong? And it's actually the opposite. Like we're just like, get it together, get your life. What's wrong with you? You're pouting. Stop it right now. And that works for us, you know. <laughs> People think we're Whatever crazy. Because dynamic, whatever dynamic works for you works for you. Um, I'll yep. And I I'm, I kid you not, people are like, oh, gosh, you just told him to get his life together. And I was like, yeah, he told me to get my life together the other day. <laughs> <laughs> like, and didn't he, didn't he just say the same thing to me a few minutes? Yeah. So I, I get it. It's cool. That is really cool. Oh, man, we are down to the last bit of the show. Um, so... Tell us, um, where do you see yourself in five years' time? Um, I told you I'm nosy. I would like to have out in five years any somewhere between 15 and 20 books. My goal is to get one out um, four times a year, so four books a year. <clears throat> this year it will only be three because obviously I've missed uh, getting one out. Right. Um, but, uh, and I'd like to have grown my company, um, okay. helping people self-publish and, you know, helping them brand their author persona, their, um, their marketing and stuff. And I'd like to have, you know, 
in five years, a couple hundred authors under my belt for Divine Legacy. Oh, wow. Now, that's awesome. Uh, I like that. I, I really like that. Um, so tell our listeners where they can, where all can we find you and your book? Okay, so um, my book is on Amazon in ebook format, mm-hmm. and you just um, you can either type in serendipity. A lot of stuff will come up for serendipity, though. So type in Ember's Flame. Only one book comes up for Ember's Flame, and that's okay. me. Um, I sell my paperbacks through my website, which is www.authorserendipity.com. Okay. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. And it's um, Serendipity Pens, like Serendipity Writes, only it's I pen a novel, Serendipity Pens. Okay. Um, and on uh, Facebook, I am author Serendipity. For my publishing company, it's www.divinelegacypublishing.com. And um, I am on Instagram as Divine Legacy Publishing and Twitter as Divine Legacy Pub. You can't use a lot of letters with Twitter, (laughs) so I had to cut it off. And um, if anyone needs an editor, I'm also www.theeditingchambers.com and Editing Chambers on Twitter and Instagram. And any aspiring or or veteran writers who want to join a writing community on Facebook, it is The Writing Chambers with Amanda Chambers. And I think that's all. <laughs> okay. I'm, actually, I'm actually looking for. Um, I liked your Facebook page, and I'm actually looking for um, your group now. Yeah, it's the writing chambers, and um, the group picture is. Um, I found it. Kind of like with a Mandy pan. Mhm. That's me. All righty. So oh, look, I'm, somebody just asked to join my group. I wonder who it is. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much, Miss Amanda Dangerous, had a great time with you tonight. Thank I had a great you. time, too. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right, and to all my listeners, I'm going to cut a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with information for later on this week. Do you want to look beautiful, feel beautiful, and have fun uh, while putting some money in your pocket? Then join me, Allison Deeks, at Avon by Alley, and check me out, youravon.com. Slash Allison A L L Y S O N M D D as in David E E S E. All right, and we're back. And of course, as always, you can find me at Love Line with Allison on Facebook and Instagram. You can reach me personally at. Um, Allison Writes 84 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Allison M. Deese. 
um, check me out. Email us at lovelineallison at gmail.com. The website will be coming soon. And this Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will have uh, my sister of the pen, my heart, Geneva Gardell, and she releases her debut uh, romance. We're very excited. And again, thank you so much for joining in with us tonight. Serendipity, I enjoyed you so much. Thank you. And come visit us soon up in Asher, North Carolina. Who knows? Maybe your husband will end up liking the mountains now. <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> Say, let's just go on a vacation. We don't have to move. <laughs> I would definitely love a vacation up there. So, uh-huh. well, yeah, go. Come visit. You know, it's time. sometimes like this I actually like living here. And it's other times I can't wait to get out of here, even though I haven't decided where I'm going. But anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, You all know to reach out at my website for books at www.allisonmds.com. You know you can find me on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, iBooks, pretty much any outlet. Of course, the book from published through Urban um, is at Walmart, um, Target, Barnes & Noble in the stores, Books Million, where have you. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Have a good night. Good night, serendipity. Good night. Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.